Welcome to Trust Don't Verify, the show where two of us are telling a story, but only one of us is telling the truth. And it's up to the decider to guess who that is. I'm joined by Brett and Aaron today. Hello. Woody-hoo. Hello. All right. All right. And I believe Aaron and I are telling the stories and Brett is guessing who is telling the truth. I hope so, because I didn't fucking prepare anything. <laughs> that would seem to be the case. Okay. okay. So that's sure. what it's going to be, even if it wasn't. That's what it's going to be. And... Listen, real quick, we're about to get into it. Just want to say, we get it. We missed last week. I'm freaking sorry. So what? Calm down with the, with the, with the, do you even call them tweets anymore? With the X, with the Xing? Stop Xing me. A guy, a guy with the podcast that I listen to calls them excretions. And I think that's pretty appropriate. Stop excreting him on me. Don't I'm, stop excreting on him. Let's keep X Stop excreting at him. Let's stop it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, anyway. listen, there's so many viewers that have told us, hey, viewers, we miss yeah. looking at you guys, which we often do. Yes. So, and we've said, listen, you're just going to have to wait. We're moving in silence like a real G. Like a real a lasagna. G. We're, we're going to get into a new recording rhythm. We're not going to be late anymore, maybe. We're moving into a new studio. We're <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's uh, we're we're working on that. And I want to I want to say I, I believe I, I read like a uh, maybe a dissertation. Uh, there was an argument that the G in lasagna is actually not silent, and Lil Wayne was uh, incorrect with that lyric because the the G is what gives it that it influences the yeah. sound of the N. That's right, because we can't do the little squiggly mark that they have in Spanish. That's copyrighted. So what the fuck? Regardless, all right, we'll get into it, and <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess uh, if you're still here, God bless you, and. I will kick it off unless Aaron, you want to go first. For yeah, well, thanks for asking. Just the, the fuck? But now I can't even say anything because it'll be rude. I just figured. <laughs> I just figured Aaron usually goes first, and I Aaron would. always goes first because he's always looking out for number one. Aaron. Aaron, go ahead and kick it off. Aaron. No, Carter, I'm just kidding. Please. All right, so I'm going to do my best on this one. I can guarantee you it's my worst yet, but keep listening. The theme for this week, by the way, conspiracy theories. Oh fuck yeah. Both of these are true, but you have to find out which one we made up. Mm -hmm. Well, one of us is telling a true one so that we made up. Much like the cryptid uh, episode, it's okay. going to be that one of these is a real conspiracy theory, and one is the fabrications of our mind. If that makes sense, I, I prefer you say "bripted." Prefer you say "bripted." Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's fair, and conspiracy. Wait, conspiracy <laughs> theories. Conspiracy. Oh, oh, these I've, colors don't run. Is that a, is that a polo? Oh, okay, uh, that would be that would be that would be hype though, right? Like gang affiliated polos. Uh, let me hide this blue. They wear them. <laughs> they wear polos. I've seen gang members wear polos. This has yeah. gone off the rail. Okay, um, that's, I'm sorry. Okay, that's all right. So conspiracy theories. One of these really exists. The other one, total BS. They're both probably total BS, but you know what I mean. TBD. In the dimly lit corners of exclusive literary gatherings and online forums, a clandestine community of enthusiasts whispers about a theory that rocks the very foundations of literary history. These believers are convinced that the enigmatic William Shakespeare, often hailed as the greatest playwright in history, the immortal bard himself, was not the true author of his renowned works. Instead, they fervently assert that two other famous authors from his era, Christopher Marlowe and Francis Bacon, had been the concealed geniuses behind the Shakespearean canon. Uh, I was just going to say uh, inventors of uh, Merlot and uh, Bacon, but uh, realized that wasn't worth it. So, And yet you said it anyway. That's the show. 
Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) The believers in this theory, known as Shakespeare's hidden hands, have branded themselves as scholars of the arcane, willing to question established narratives in their quest for the truth. They argued that the evidence, while not irrefutable, was compelling enough to warrant a closer examination. One of the key arguments put forth by the hidden hands was the apparent incongruity between Shakespeare's meager formal education and the astonishing breadth of knowledge displayed in his works. How could a man from modest beginnings have penned such profound and complex works without assistance? Shakespeare grew up in a crowded house with many brothers and sisters, his father only a glove maker. At the time, virtually all literary works were (laughs) penned by aristocracy or those of a rich merchant class. (laughs) Glove maker. It was a rather strange and extreme outlier for the son of a simple glove maker <laughs> to write even one. He's making gloves. <laughs> like, like winter gloves, like just gloves. Gloves, dude. Right. Just hand coverings. His dad was renowned for condoms. He, he feels like making gloves. Um, <laughs> feel like, like making gloves. <laughs> It was a rather strange and extreme outlier for the son of a simple glove maker to write even one acclaimed manuscript, let alone become a prolific playwright playwright and author. They pointed to the possibility that Shakespeare, recognizing his own limitations, had sought the expertise of Marlowe and Bacon, a.k.a. Merlot and Bacon, both renowned (laughs) intellectuals of the time, after finding some moderate success of his own. The believers cited peculiar coincidences in the lives of these three literary giants. Some of these happenings are more of a bizarre stretch than others. One particularly extreme theory involves Christopher Marlowe's untimely death in 1593, which was officially attributed to a tavern brawl. Some argued that Marlowe faked his death, continuing to write under the Shakespeare pseudonym to avoid persecution for his controversial ideas. Another theory points to the parallels between Bacon's philosophical writings and Shakespeare's themes of wisdom and knowledge in his plays. The Hidden Hands further contend that the clues were embedded within Shakespeare's works themselves, hinting at the collaboration. They highlight passages in Hamlet and Macbeth that seem to reference secret meetings and masked identities. These cryptic verses, they believe, were Shakespeare's way of leaving breadcrumbs for future generations to uncover the truth. The theory gained some relative traction, but many scholars and historians scoff at the conspiracy, labeling it a baseless fantasy. Yet, the believers persist, delving deeper into historical documents, obscure references, and even cryptic annotations and centuries-old manuscripts to find information or coincidences that might lend credibility to their claims. The believers' dedication to their theory led to the creation of an underground network of like-minded individuals online. They share their findings, other are often discussing everything from hidden codes in Shakespeare's text to the secret correspondence they believed connected the three authors in the plan's infancy and then throughout Shakespeare's career, or lack thereof. Hey. Hmm. Despite the skepticism and ridicule they face, the hidden hands remain unwavering. We keep saying it like that. In the quest to reveal the concealed truth. Aaron, shut up. Sorry, I'm not saying it weird. I say it like that because I put it in quotation marks because I'm a bad writer. Hidden hands. You know what that reminds me? A certain top gun. I'm an idiot. I just can't. I can't top gun. They believe that the revelation of Shakespeare's hidden collaborators could revolutionize our understanding of literature and history, shedding light on the genius of the man who orchestrated this literary symphony from largely behind the scenes. In the end, many believers in this Shakespeare conspiracy theory continue their pursuit regardless of the disdain from historians. They are convinced that their revelations will one day rewrite the annals of literary history and unveil the hidden hands. 
that guided the quill of the bard. Rewrite the what? They gonna rewrite what? The, the annals of history. All right. Right. Throughout this whole thing, you've looked like you've desperately wanted to interject <laughs> with something. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm ready for it. Well, I, I, a little bit of a sidebar. I uh, I came to the the realization eventually uh, that what I'm seeing in your window is not actually your backyard. Uh, the stained glass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Beautiful vision. Yeah. <laughs> this is a picturesque backyard you have. It's, it's beautiful out there. It's yeah. like heaven. I, I, <laughs> I really should just run out there and abandon all of this inside stuff. But yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you probably weren't paying attention to any of that. Oh, no, 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 no. Because so, so we're, what we're trying to say here is that the bard didn't write his own bars. Is that, is that kind of what I'm hearing right now? Not all the of them. The, the main contention, it varies between the group of the ex, how extreme it's going to go, but the main contention is that they're, the three of them collaborated, that he mm. didn't write everything himself. It would be where most of them settled. Some are more extreme than others on who did what. Was there any, uh, could, could, you, could you say, how, how did that guy die again? A tavern brawl. A tavern brawl. A tavern brawl. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Was, is that accepted or, or, or is there like a, you know, is that suspicious to people or is that just like accepted as that could have been what happened? I, I guess I don't understand the question. Like, uh, it, was the tavern brawl, uh, okay, like, yeah, that's for sure. Like he died like that or people like. That is, that is, that is for sure what's, what's written down. But then again, the contention here is that some people think it was faked. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. But yeah, but largely to, to the, to the public at general, he, he died in a tavern, in a tavern brawl, but some say like, oh, he faked it. And then, you know, would slip yeah. out the back or whatever. And he, it wasn't actually dead because I think it's probably kind of hard to tell if someone wants to fake getting punched to death. Yeah. If it's fake punches, you know. Houdini. <laughs> and then he died but um cool well i guess we'll go ahead and take a break as we do between the stories and we'll come back and aaron can tear it up all right we're right back that is what i'll do and we're back yes and now it is my turn to spit some bars although i'll be refraining from rapping thank god it's too bad a restraint that i cannot say that i share with both of my co-hosts <laughs> Carter, at least, <laughs> but at least one of them. And today I will be telling you about the phantom time hypothesis. Okay. Across the world, it might feel like we don't share very much as a species. We have different languages, different alphabets, and different cultures. But there is one thing that we basically all agree on. Time. The calendar. Whether you're in Beijing, Prague, or Cleveland... The year is 2023, right? What if it wasn't? What if time itself had been bent to the whims of only a few men over a thousand years ago? If you ask German historian Herbert Illig, whose phantom time hypothesis contends that we were actually living in the year 1726, that is exactly what happened. Can I, born can in I 1947, no. Born in 19... No, I'm just kidding, what's up? I just want to say it's crazy that you... Um, you you mentioned all of my fantasy honeymoon places as the destination. Beijing, Prague, and Cleveland. That's sorry, That's just right. to say that was crazy. And uh, Beijing, the only time zone in China, uh, by the way, too. Only one time zone. Mm. Oh yeah, across the entire thing. That's yeah. coming for you. He knows everything about calendars. So That's right. So let's hear it. He knows everything about the lunar calendar. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I'll shut up now. No, it's fine. Born in 1947 or 1650 as he would have it in Bavaria, Illich's childhood is a period we don't know much about. What we do know is that as he grew older, 
he became active in an association dedicated to catastrophism and historical revisionism. The name of this group was the Society for the Reconstruction of Human and Natural History. And as you might imagine, it was dedicated to the skeptical interpretation of accepted chronology. Before eventually coming to his phantom time hypothesis, which focused on the medieval period, Illig published various historical revisions and chronologies of prehistory in ancient Egypt. His theories received a surprising amount of coverage and notoriety in German media, but not much broad academic acceptance. Of course, though, his most prominent theory was put forth in 1991, the one we're discussing today. In this work, Illig points to several pieces of evidence to support his claim that 300 years of our history simply never happened. The first piece of evidence Illig puts forth is that there is a surprising lack of archaeological evidence that can be dated between the years 614 and 911 AD. Further, Illig believes that radiometric and dendrochronological or tree ring dating methods are inaccurate, and so-called medieval historians rely too much on written accounts. Further, he says that Romanesque architecture in the 10th century West Europe, particularly Germany, suggests a more recent date for the fall of the Roman Empire. And finally, Illig contends that at the time of the Gregorian calendar's introduction in 1582, there should have been a discrepancy of 13 days between it and the previous Julian calendar. But the gap ended up being only about 10 days, suggesting that the Anno Domini era included roughly 300 years, which did not occur. But why would those years have been fabricated? And by whom? And how did they get the entire world to go along? Well, the theory claims that Pope Sylvester II and Holy Roman Emperor Otto III colluded to change the calendar in order to place themselves in the millennial year of 1000 AD, a particularly important year in the Christian church. They also did this to rewrite history in order to legitimize Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire. According to the theory, the entire Carolingian period was fabricated, including the Emperor Charlemagne, the god, who Illig claims was more of a King Arthur-type legend than a real figure, which I certainly agree with. Additionally, the rise and spread of Islam in North Africa never happened. This date revision was allegedly supported by Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII as well, shortly before the reign of Otto III. Since Byzantine monks had been rewriting their entire written history from an old manuscript format into a new one, they got the perfect opportunity and means to revise their entire historical account and fabricate the three centuries the theory alleges. The phantom time hypothesis, however, has been widely refuted by historians and astronomers. One of the strongest pieces of evidence against theory comes in the form of historical solar eclipses. One eclipse in particular, reported in 59 AD, calls the theory into question. In the addition, the observation of astronomical events such as Halley's Comet, for example, are consistent with current astronomy with no phantom time added. Beyond astronomy, there is the question of simple logistics. Historians contend that if Charlemagne and the Carolingian dynasty were fabricated, there would have had to have been corresponding fabrication of the history of the entire rest of Europe, the papacy, the Byzantine Empire, and the Tang Dynasty in China. The Phantom Time Period also encompasses the entire life of Muhammad and Islamic expansion. This history, too, would have had to be fabricated. So, is it possible we're living in the year 1726? Sure. Anything is possible. But in a much more real sense, no, we're not. Carter, shall we go cameras off? I think it's time to turn the cameras off and, and, and hopefully watch Brett squirm. You know, or squirt. <laughs> yeah am, am i a cam girl now i guess you're, you're the only you one on closet cam. yeah and you're in the closet <laughs> okay look both just beautiful pieces carter i don't know what you're talking about this being your worst one just very well done very well done um when did he say that you guys were talking before this 
I said it before I started. Stop gaslighting me. <laughs> okay, so who do I trust? One of these conspiracy theories we're saying, not necessarily that it's true, but just rather that the conspiracy theory exists. These are things that people... It's actually alleged by a group of people, correct? Yes, correct. Reddit users, general people. <laughs> mostly, mostly, yeah, yeah, mostly. mostly Reddit users. Okay. okay. Yes. Reddit users and German historical um, experts. Potentially. Who have potentially. been very dangerous in the past. Mm. Mm. This is interesting. I, I will say, yeah, none of these have made their way on my radar. Uh, and I am at least, I don't know, like to consider myself maybe mildly aware of things of this nature. Hmm. I feel like if Shakespeare were to be having assistance like Drake did um, in writing, that one I feel like I would have heard about, whether it be in like, I don't know, English or my time in theater. I just feel like that would have, that would have came up at some point, but he's so highly regarded. Um, and I, I feel like part of that is because that he just did all of it on his own. You know, he, he was a brilliant, uh, brilliant playwright. And so, Carter, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say, I think, I think Aaron is the one that I trust. That's crazy. So you believe that people think that there's 300 years missing and that the whole North African Islamic revolution and spreading of that religion never happened is more likely than the theory that Shakespeare had help with his literary works. Fuck. And again, that this, this is just Reddit users that are saying these things. Oh God. That's fine. No, you can lock in whatever answer you want. Just, I, uh, I haven't locked it in yet. To be fair, I have not locked it in. Okay. I have not locked it in. I just, I was just interesting. Okay. But I, I do feel like Reddit users would be more likely to be fishing for things in Shakespeare in his works, trying to find little hidden Easter eggs. Okay. I'm going to say, yeah, I think, oh, fuck. This is really fucked now. I wish you didn't say, oh, my God, Carter, my my world is collapsing right now. Um, fuck it. I'm locking it in. I think Aaron is the one that is telling the truth here. I trust Aaron. And you're locking it in. I'm locking it in. I'm locking it in because, you know what? Time is crazy. and you know, we, we do have different calendars out there that date us at being at different periods. So 300 years being lost is pretty dramatic, but uh, I still think I'm going to lock it in with Aaron. Is that true? Is that true? You nailed it. Wow. You did it. So give some more backstory on this. Like what, how did you discover this? How did this come up on your radar? Like what led you here? Carter and I decided that we were going to do conspiracies. And so I looked up on Google, unknown conspiracy theories. Okay. <laughs> and one of the ones that came up was called the phantom time hypothesis. And I was like, that sounds fucking cool. Yeah. And so I, I clicked into it, ended up being way less cool than I thought, but pretty ridiculous and still pretty interesting. Because the theory essentially is that um, Otto III wanted to be the emperor during the year 1000 because apparently like the church back then, like Christian, the Christian religion back then was obsessed uh, with numerology and, and things like that. And so to be the king during the 1000th year AD, Anno Domini, which apparently means of our Lord, which I didn't know, was like a big deal. And so they just 
<laughs> which I don't know. I just think it's kind of goofy that it's like, yeah, it would if if you believe all that stuff. Sure, being being the emperor during the year one thousand would be a big deal. But if you fabricate three hundred years, you're still not the emperor during the real thousandth year. It's just fucking bullshit. So it's like. I don't know. That's that's a big part of why that that theory is so goofy. Because I'm just like, I don't think they would want that. They'd just be like, ah, damn, missed it by 300 years. Shit. <laughs> so, uh, and then what about what about you, Carter? How did you land on? Uh, I've heard money? some Shakespeare theories. Because at first, when Carter started the Shakespeare thing, I was like, oh fuck, did we get our wires crossed? And he's doing a true one. Because I was like, I've heard it, but I had heard theories that he was either a woman or that he was black. I so that's what that's what I tried to do is exactly it Aaron is I picked one that I know there's some like slight traction out there and just threw a bunch of my like other twists in there that it couldn't be mistaken by people who actually do follow Shakespeare cons- conspiracy right like this one is totally not, totally fabricated yeah yeah so yeah. I think that's a I think that's a smart approach actually it's like pick something that is in the realm that's that people do kind of conspiracy theorize around and then just like make it slightly different because it's like oh there's tons of conspiracy theories about the identity of William Shakespeare right so, but not but not Francis Bacon and right. Marlowe <laughs> right being exactly his best buds and they all three colluded and all that kind of stuff you know so I think that was a good one I think I may have screwed us on this one a little bit because I was a little specific with the numbers and I know so I was trying to do a switcheroo because the last last week Carter when you not last week last episode when you picked me out as the one fabricating, you you pointed to my lack of specificity as, as a reason that you knew I was fabricating. And so I was like, okay, well, I could either be telling the truth and be unspecific again, or I could pull the double switcheroo, be very specific, make Brett think I might be being specific on purpose because I got called out for being not specific enough. So I don't know. I, I think I overthought it a little bit. Uh, yeah, that, I was uh, thinking about that, and I remembered that conversation from the last time. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, I think it's funny because I do all that over over gamification in my head too about like, okay, I said this three episodes ago, <laughs> yeah. so now if I go to the opposite way, I had it's too many dates, and then there was that guy's name had too many syllables. Yeah. So, but um, I think Shakespeare didn't die. I think he is really immortal. True. Still alive. The immortal bard. That's what they meant. Not that his works are immortal. He's immortal. He is truly, literally undying. Um, no, but great job. I mean, you pretty much you pretty much had the answer right off the bat. That's why I I do my best. Like I don't want to make this I forgot up. that you used to do plays and stuff too. Yeah. I, I think actually, that's a little bit of an advantage too. The, the, I forgot too. I wrote I was like, this is good. Cause I actually started, not to get too far off track, I was trying to do I was trying to get one done with the concept that the Russians, like some people believe the Russians met extra, extraterrestrials in their first cosmonaut journeys. Mm. Mm. But it just, I couldn't get it right. So I went to this one because I ran out of time. Wait, you, you were going to say that or that's a real thing? I was going to make one up about that. Yeah, I was going to oh, make one. Okay. Yeah, that, that never happened. But I was going to try and write with that. But then I was like, you know what? No, I'll just do it this way because it's easier to write about. And then, um, yeah, as Brett was saying, like his background in plays and stuff, I was like, oh, that's really dumb of me because Brett actually knows a lot about theater so he I said that shit and i was like oh fuck yeah i, I was like I, I fucked up i forgot about that so really really great stuff uh i mean i air I, I i mean still like aaron's definitely is the more like bizarre one and i i do think it is bizarre that people believe that i i feel like the shakespeare i, I would have an easier time believing that but uh yeah it's just uh it's been really described well as known. wacky tunes 
Wacky tunes. Wacky tunes. Well, anyway, yeah. So sorry, I tried to. I tried one last minute appeal to be like, okay, try and get this head a little bit, but uh, it did not work. He is. I appreciate you going out on a limb on that appeal because if anything, I think that appeal made made you seem more suspicious. I had to do something because he was going to lock it in the correct way either <laughs> no, way. You, so you I, did I the right to, thing. You I did the right thing. Broke. I mean, I did appreciate the way you you kind of laid it out there a little bit. It's like, huh, really? You think that the conspiracy theory that 297 years were added to the Gregorian calendar is more believable than that Shakespeare had some help writing? Okay. Yeah. It didn't work, though. Brett, he won. Um, he, he got it right, if that wasn't eminently clear. And um, it was a lot of fun. So, But I guess with that, we'll go ahead and, and wrap it up. Uh, I think it was you know another great episode. It was a lot of fun. to. Hey, to like a good glove maker, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> I'm in glove with you guys. That doesn't even work. Um, it doesn't even mean anything. Works great. That works great. What are you talking about? At all. It's like SpongeBob Glove World. I, I think doesn't that it doesn't fit. <laughs> must acquit. Must my bad quit. joke. Must fit my bad acquit my bad joke. Um <laughs> so I think next episode it's is it who's guessing? Me. It's Aaron. Aaron's guessing next episode. Awesome. Okay, so with that, I guess it's a hootie hoo. Sheesh, that's a good one. And uh, we'll see everyone next time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>